The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This week is a part two of our Roadrunner Records special. I almost said Roadrunner United again then. I'm Adam, and of course, I'm joined by Simon. Hello, good day. Hello, how's it going, man? Yeah, not bad. Good. I, I have one thing to say instantly. I listened back to the last episode. Yeah. Why was I swearing so much? I don't know. I must have swore, I must have said the F word 30 times. Really? I didn't even notice. I'm going to have to listen to it again as well now. It was mental, so... <clears throat> If you listen to the last episode, I apologise. I never swear that much. I think I know why, because I was really excited about the subject matter. Yeah, and it maybe. was making me... I was just <laughs> swearing all the time because I was so excited. I was just like, I don't know. So I apologise. There'll only be a couple of Fs in this that I won't be able to think up. But I will certainly be watching it because I was just... I was just thinking, imagine like if people really liked us and they thought, oh, you know, we might want to give them a slot on something or whatever. They would be like, these guys are never going to be able to keep the swears in, especially... <laughs> Simon so from now on I'm really limiting the swears there will still be a few but I apologize because it, it probably won't annoy anyone else but it annoyed me yeah so I'm sorry That's I won't fair. swear as much yeah I didn't even notice it okay good it was pr- probably just me but <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know yeah I think I use the F word quite a lot, but it's just it's just part of my vocabulary. Like it's what I say when I'm thinking of something when so there's no silence I think <laughs> Just say the F word, yeah. It's, so, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we like we said before. You know, it's, we we do have a few swears here and there, but I mean that was ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I let the podcast down. Cool. Oh, uh, it will be nice today. I promise. Cool. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna make sure I do this today because I forgot about it last episode. How has your stream been going the last couple of weeks? Yes, good. Um, it feels like Half Life is a never ending game because <laughs> really? I done part four on Twitch yesterday. And now I'm right on the last level and I ran out of time and I didn't really want to stay on any longer. So I think like next week, (laughs) the game's going to last for like an hour maximum. Then I'm going to have two hours. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I got um, Fallout New Vegas, which is the next um, game I'm going to play because it's what I've always wanted to play. And everyone who likes the Fallout games is always like, oh, yeah, Fallout New Vegas is so was so sick. Excuse me. So that's that's next on the list. But yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Next week, I don't know. I might maybe make a tune with people on. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of like um, Vangelis and um, Tangerine Dream and loads of like synthy, really weird stuff. And um, I, I do stuff like that all the time. But I might make some live and see yeah. how it um, how it comes out and do that for two hours instead of the gaming and then start that the next time. But yeah, sorry, I'm babbling. Yes, awesome. yeah, it's no, been very cool. good. Very well. <laughs> very, loads of people coming in I don't know. Yeah, talking oh, about Half Life and doing stuff, and then some of my friends have been on there, like chatting, just like chatting to each other on there while I'm playing. So 
it's good i'm really starting to get a good flow now even though i've only done four streams but i'm enjoying it but yeah yeah that's good yeah i mean i think that that's all that's all you need just just a couple of people just to interact with you a little bit to make it fun and then so you can interact back um mm. just makes it worth it you know so that's yeah good. that's great and i've got i've got 10 followers on twitch now awesome yes <laughs> that's a good start I, I was happy with that i was like sweet yeah. 10 people that's wicked cool after four four after 10 you keep going 10 up that's pretty good man anything else since the last time we spoke um blah 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 uh no <laughs> not although i did actually i've done a lot of driving today so i stuck on a lot of albums i thought i oh, because we were talking about albums you haven't listened to in ages yeah i thought i put on some albums i haven't listened to in ages so um kings of leon only by the night i hadn't heard that in years so i put that on it was awesome cool uh then i listened to come clarity by in flames oh yeah nice uh, and that was awesome i haven't just i have listened to that in ages um i love in flames but i don't know why some albums i just i just don't listen to regularly yeah and that was one of them i put that on and i was like fucking yes and um behind the devil's back by fight star the last fight star record i was like okay fucking hell why am I not listening to this album? <laughs> so I listened to those three today in the car, and that was awesome. Just, um, just uh, listening. Oh, and Temper Trap Conditions. I'd done two and a half hours driving today, so yeah, I had plenty of time to listen to some albums. But it was good to catch up on some some old stuff that I hadn't heard in a while. Because sometimes you forget how good stuff is, but then sometimes you listen to stuff and you go, "It's not as good as I remember." Yeah, yeah. But the ones I listened to today, I was like, "I'm glad that these albums are still good." <laughs> yeah, awesome. I I listened to quite a few that I said I would um, last episode nice. as well. Uh, I'll, I'll go into them uh, after, well, a, a little bit later, oh, I think. Okay. Um, All right, sweet. But uh, <clears throat> I I might be changing my job role, so uh, I I might be applying for like a driving Ooh. job in in Royal Mail, which is oh. well, it, I mean, it's not just driving; it's delivering parcels from a van. But yeah, yeah. It, it's beneficial for me, apart from two ways. And one of them is I won't have as much time to listen to music and podcasts and stuff, which is, yeah, which will suck. Uh, but it's like I said, it's beneficial in lots of other ways. So well, I suppose driving, you do get to listen to stuff. So you will, but like you said, if you're doing deliveries, it all yeah. Getting... Is it for Parcel Force or Royal Mail? No, for Royal Mail, yeah. But it's pretty okay. much the same thing. I'll be getting in and out of the van every sort of every couple of minutes. So uh, and yeah, hopefully. I mean, I've got to apply for it, and I might not even get it. But uh, yeah. The, the, the other way is uh, I might put some weight on if I'm not walking sort of 10 miles a day. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I'll have a bit more energy in the evenings. The steps you must do must be ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. I walk a, pretty much walk a marathon every other every two days. <laughs> Mental. Yeah. But, Mental. Uh, like I said, every now and then I'll, I'll put a little bit of weight on and, and, and it doesn't really last. And, and I think to myself, well, if, if I didn't have my job, if I wasn't walking that much, it would just keep coming on. It would just keep going. And <laughs> I have to do something extra to. Yeah, but to you'll get be getting out and delivering. You'll still be like, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of um, <laughs> walking, walking around and doing all that sort of stuff. So you'll still be active. So I think it will be fine. Yeah, cool. Um, what else? I did write a couple of things down. It's not been as long since we recorded this time because. Uh, no. Next week, I'm on holiday for my son's fourth uh, fourth birthday, so it should be the editing week next week, but there's no way I can do editing while I'm on holiday. So, yeah, we're uh, recording a little bit early, so it's not been as long. It's not been quite the two weeks. 
So no, yeah, as you can imagine, not as much has happened. But um, I did see I did see a guy in a supermarket the other day. I thought it was, it was quite funny. I so he was stood in the meat aisle, and uh, yeah, I thought it, he had a massive what? Well, not I thought. He, Whoa! <laughs> 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 so he had a a massive wagons t-shirt on oh nice i don't really know much about them but i, I know they're sort of alternative a lot of people in the alternative scene knows and likes them i when i mm. first saw the t-shirt i thought it said massive vegans <laughs> and i thought it was quite funny he stood in the meat aisle wearing a massive vegans t-shirt <laughs> but uh, no it was yeah. massive wagons <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, I thought yeah. that's something I have to write down to You're say. You're in the wrong section, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Massive Wagons. I've never really listened to them. No, me either. I'm pretty sure I've seen them on the Downward lineup a couple of times. Yeah. As well. Like, I, I couldn't even tell you what they look like. I'm just getting a picture up now. No, but... I look, with they that... look like exactly what you would imagine a band like Massive Wagons to look like. With that name, I would say they're probably bluesy. But I don't know. Yeah, I reckon. Th- I reckon that they're rocky and the singer sings like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? Who, who do I hear? <laughs> I'll check them out later and actually see if that's right or not. I listened but to yeah. a band the other day, and I was like, "This is definitely. It's just like um, ah, uh, are they gone? Doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, Ultra Bridge. Who was it? Was it? Uh, I can't remember. It's been a long day. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so the um, the bands that I've listened to that I said I would, El Nino, Revolution. Yeah, I thought it was Revolution, Revolution. I didn't realize the second word was a different word. But yeah, the, the yeah. way you were saying it last time was Revolution, Re- Revolution. Yeah, I, I I exaggerated that bit there, but yeah. So yeah, I didn't know it, but it was good. I really I really enjoyed it, and but I think I really enjoyed <laughs> awesome, it before. Man. I think yeah, I did it's great. always used to like it, but just it wasn't yeah. the sort of thing I would just put on very much. So, uh, um, do you know what? The um, quickly, sorry, just to break that up. Massive Wagons have eighty-seven thousand listeners on um, monthly listeners on Spotify, they? so they're doing quite well for themselves. Yeah. Um, just like you were saying about Il Nino, the album after is really good as well. But I, I'm just looking at the name Confession. Okay. That's a good. That's a good album as well. Yeah. Um, and I've only heard bits after that yeah um but yeah i'm in in america right now i think america booked for next year it was cancelled there's the brothers in arms tour it's drowning pool il nino and head pe oh and i thought fuck me that would be a fucking awesome tour yeah (laughs) like that would be amazing hey you've played with it with head pe haven't you yeah i have yeah yeah that's uh I said to um, awesome. to the missus uh, the other day, she's like, you know what? I, I haven't quite got as far with music as I thought I would. Right. I'm obviously not as talented as I thought I was, or I just haven't been in the right band. Yeah. But that's the one point that I got to, and I thought, I'm going to try again, you know, like this is my last ditch effort in this band. <laughs> and after <laughs> that, I can't be fu- I'm just going to make all my music by myself. Um, but yeah, it was so surreal. Like for my 18th birthday, I like went to Camden and bought a head PE CD. Like I'd been watching them for so long and meeting Jared at singer and all the rest of the band all at like the gigs and getting t-shirts and tickets signed. Yeah. And then I'm just backstage with them playing a gig and I have to act professional. 
it was really hard not to just like fanboy out and just be like you know you guys have been like one of my favorite bands for like 20 years like yeah it was so surreal like if anyone ever gets to do it or anyone has do it i'm sure they'll tell you like how like when we had uh, adam leader from in search of sun on and he said how yeah. weird it was that like monkey from corn was just sitting over there eating potatoes yeah and he's like it takes a, a, like a while for your brain to sort of fathom what's actually happening because you see these people in the magazines and the cds and all that and all of a sudden they're like standing next and you're like colleagues <laughs> like, yeah fuck so weird but yeah <laughs> so awesome. yeah that that's still like the height of my musicianship but yeah so sorry I went off on one there, yeah. yeah. But uh, do you know what I was going to say? We just don't get the tours that America do. Because, I mean, obviously, me and you like a lot of metal alternative bands and stuff. And it, there's quite a lot of them that are American. Like, now there's, I think it's uh, Static X, Dope, Fear Factory, and someone else touring together. And it's yeah. just like, well, wh- where are these tours? Yeah. Why, why are they getting these tours constantly? We don't get them. Like, that's insane. Like, mental. That's like, that's like festival lineup, but just on a tour. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they're so. I don't think Americans realize how lucky they are with their tours because I'm always looking at them, just going, "I can't believe these bands are playing together." But yeah, I guess it's you know we're in the same country; it's a lot easier. And you know they'd sell out over here though as well, like because of oh, because of gosh, the bands they are. Yeah. You know there are some bands like we said about Saliva before who are playing smaller venues because they never made it big over here. You know, mm. even though I think they're quite a big band in America. But yeah oh god they've got a shitload of monthly they've got like two million monthly listeners on spotify there's a there's a hell of a load of hell. people that listen listen to them you know they're a big band but like yeah. you said it depends where you're big yeah they could play a huge place in america and play a small place here and i think that, that happens with a lot of american bands it doesn't some stuff either that when we're going to be talking about a label even the either the label hasn't marketed it for there or people in that country just don't get it yeah and that's bound to happen with music it's different trends everywhere and the american scenes you know i know a lot of the bands can come over here and be play fine but it is quite different the way it works to the british scene so yeah yeah and we've um we've spoken about um i'm not sure if it was on the podcast a band that were most of them were from here who never made it big in england they made it big mm. in america they were they toured yeah, with yeah. lincoln park yeah i think they went on the family values tour but nobody really knew who they were over here. <laughs> well, the band Bush is a prime example of that. Bush are a British band. Yeah. N- quite big over here. Absolutely huge in America. Are they? I they sell that. out giant places and they could not sell them out here. Yeah. That's... Well, they would sell them out, but they'd be a lot smaller. And obviously, they're originally a British band. But now they've moved to America. They don't even live here anymore. Yeah. But they started off as a British band just because they were so big over there and that's where they made their money. So, yeah, I mean, we keep saying this on the podcast, but <laughs> it could be another idea for another episode of the podcast. Bands that have got big in weird places or aren't big in their countries or we could do a whole list of that. Yeah. That stuff. Well, well why don't we talk about it now? I was going to save this for the end of the, the, the episode. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. tangent has brought things forward. No, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, of like where we're going to go because um we were yeah i was basically going to put it in the in a bit of uh next week we will talk about and then have a bit of a chat there but there's one thing you said on the last episode that really stuck with me and and it was and, and you said bands don't make any money anymore and every time i heard that like after, like while editing or listening back to it it really stuck really stuck in my head and i was like 
why? Why don't bands make any money more, uh, any money anymore? And we, we said we'd look into crowdfunding if bands have done that, but I think we should just do like a mini series of uh, and just ask like yeah, just with that question, how do bands make money these days? And and cover all sorts of record companies, uh, not record companies, record deals that people have had. I have people on who have gone through it, who have been signed how much money they got, how how long would it have taken them to actually start making any money? Because uh, I was thinking we'd do like one episode about record labels, one episode about mm-hmm. crowdfunding, but we could do more than that. We, I'm sure we'd get loads of people who want to come on. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. It's a great subject because it's, yeah. uh, it's relevant as well because the music industry, even the last like 10 years, has changed so much. Yeah, or cover bands. Cover bands make probably a lot more money than originals bands do. <laughs> oh my god if you're a small band and you're in a covers band and then you're in a band that plays their own stuff most definitely yeah you make more money well, in a covers band when, when when in the covers band i was a sound guy for they were charging 250 pound a gig and it was just local pubs around here you know that was it it's crazy when, yeah god when you're in like a local band playing originals it's very rare you make money i remember the first time someone when we played in second self like two years ago someone put money in my hand and i was like what is this for <laughs> and they're like yeah well you know the place was packed tonight there's your money and i was like what do you mean money money <laughs> yeah nice it's like we've made money from this <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> yeah it we, is weird yeah yeah we did um we and we did a new year's eve one night and and we charged 750 pounds and a bottle of jack daniels each <laughs> oh my god and and be- i think because of that that's that was a downfall of the band because of that they wanted to go into weddings and a lot of wedding bands around here charge a grand and they, they yeah you know, they surprised. Had, that's probably pretty cheap yeah they had pound signs in their eyes because of that and wanted to sort of make it into a proper business and it mm. fell apart because they you know tried, pu- tried pushing too much i think she just stuck with having oh, fun and getting paid for it yeah yeah that's the thing people when you're in a band Got to keep the fun there. Otherwise, there's absolutely no point. Anyone in a band will tell you that. Yeah. No point in doing it unless you're enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I was going to say that there is, I know of two bands. There's only one of them that I can think of the name of, um, who I'm pretty sure started as a cover band. They play all the pub circuits, um, like the cover band pub circuits. And I think they do their own stuff now. And they be, they got massive because of it. I'm pretty sure they can charge whatever they want. Uh, a band called Stop Stop. I don't know if you ever heard okay, of them. Okay, never heard of them. No. I think they've come over from Germany. I think they might be German. But yeah, they're, they're huge in Bridgewater. Like, everybody knows them. And they've made it. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they've made it into the original band's sort of gigs. Obviously, nice. because they're so big, you know, everyone wants to book them to get the people in. So, uh, I... Oh, that's cool. There's another band. I can't remember what they're called. Rude Tiger, I think, maybe. But yeah, they they did exactly the same. Started as a pub band was charging money for it because that's what pub bands do converted to their own music and they can you know they've got the name for themselves then so they can still charge whatever they want well that actually reminds me of um at bloodstock there was a a covers band yeah called the punk rock factory Uh, yeah and they and it was fantastic they just played like punk like pop punk and rock versions of like theme songs and like 80s stuff and that and it was fantastic everyone was literally having a blast and like you said it's a covers band yeah <laughs> and they're playing at like a major festival yeah. so I, I suppose you can make it being a covers band if you 
put your certain spin or edge on it. Yeah. I, I think there's probably room for growth in there because people like hearing different versions of um, of songs that people have already made. So Yeah. Well, well, you can see that, you know, some covers get massive. Yeah. Sometimes songs get redone and the cover gets played more than the original. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. And um, there's all the um, here where the, the biggest, so I suppose it's like a festival, but it's only, it's a small festival and it, it just covers bands for the whole weekend. And oh, it, yeah. I saw that. I saw the post and I was like, wow, that looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think, what do they charge? I think it's. Is it £25? £25 a day or maybe £15 a day? No, it's £25 a day or 45 for both days. They do it Saturday and Sunday. Nice. Um, and they probably have like five or six bands on each day and, and it's everyone goes to it. It's massive. So I bet those bands are charging a lot of money because they'll probably yeah, be booked yeah, for yeah. lots of little festivals like that around the country. Cool idea, man. I just thought actually we should do... a. Uh... We should write these down because I say I, we come up with like five ideas for different episodes, like everything. <laughs> and I haven't. Re- I'm going to start writing them down. Um, top ten metal covers. Our top ten metal covers. Yeah, we'll do a top ten. Me and you, and we'll compare notes again. I feel that's the best way we do top tens and uh, yeah, learn a little bit from each other about each other's taste and stuff. I like that. That'll be cool. I've written it down. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was just going to say it depends when you want to do that um, sort of little mini series. So we've got three episodes before Christmas. So we've got two normal episodes and I assume we're going to do some kind of Christmas special. Oh, most definitely we have to do a Christmas special. I was hoping to get Andy Copping on for the Christmas special, <laughs> but we're not probably not quite big enough. I don't know. I, we could just email him and say like, do you know what? You're not doing much at the moment. It's not festival season. Come and have a go with us. Do you know? I honestly think if we've disc- if we keep going as we are and we keep putting out like podcast, 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 people will start to go. You know, especially we're out of festival season now. Once people start googling download, looking at download, wanting to listen things about download, we'll probably get more ears. Yeah, coming to us, and then hopefully people will stay and listen to the non-download stuff as well as the download stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think we'll get there. I think now we wouldn't have a chance, but I think by by the time festival season comes around, I think it might be honestly a possibility because it goes on a lot of other people's podcasts that I've never heard of before. So Yeah, and it's usually around download to, or just yeah, before, to promote. to promote it. But yeah, exactly. we're so. all about download, so we want him on whenever, anytime. <laughs> whenever you're not busy, That's Andy. True. Yeah, just come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, I'll stop swearing. I've stopped now. <laughs> cool. I've only said that. I've only said sh- sh- shite once and f once this episode so far. So, <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Um, oh, yeah, I think that was everything I wanted to talk about and a bit more. I got one more thing quickly to say. Cool, go for it. Uh, the new Cradle of Filth album, Existence is Futile, is the best Cradle of Filth album in 20 years. Is that awesome? Writing it, writing it down. I'll talk about it in more detail another time. But it's, in my eyes, it's the best Cradle of Filth album since Midian. If you're a Cradle of Filth fan and you haven't checked it out yet, it is unbelievable, and its fans and critics love it. So awesome! Go and listen. Sounds good. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. You just yeah. reminded me. I haven't listened to too many new stuff because that that we've spoken about on here because I've been obsessed with Dream Theater's new album. Okay. Oh, oh sweet. Oh, what an album it is. Nice. Loving What's it, it called? 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, just a new album. That's fine. Hang on, I'll find I'm it. Go, Between a rock and a hard place, it. something like that, or is that just what the album cover looks like? Uh, just getting me Spotify up. Sorry, right, I'm doing it now, dude. I could could have googled it; it would have been quicker. It is a view from the top of the world. Oh, close. Oh, yeah, but look at look at the look at yeah, the album it is cover. a rock between it's two rock. rocks. So yeah, I get you. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah a view a from a the top of the world. Oh, it is good. The second song, fucking amazing. I know what it's called. I don't remember what it's called. It's called Answering the Call. Answering the Call. Yes, that's the one. Oh, good. See, that's the problem because I listen to it at work. If I want to know what a song's called, I have to get my phone out, unlock it, get Spotify <laughs> up. I want to get uh, a smartwatch so I can just look at look at it. To put, oh, like, that'll be cool. Quite often, I'll just put random playlists on as well. And it'll be bands that I've never heard of. So I can just look at it and go, oh, yeah, who's this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because it's a pain getting my phone out every time. Yeah, that is annoying. Yeah, the yeah. watches are awesome, especially, like you said, if you can see just the Spotify, you know, just what who's playing. Yeah. So cool. Um, one more thing as well, actually, I remembered after you said there's one more thing for you. Um, <laughs> these evil bands that are doing the rounds. Have you seen them? The memes? No. Well, we talked about how the internet can be a horrible place. Um, the internet is also a fantastic place. I love the internet. Just oh, because yeah, of yeah, the humour. You know, you see, you find something new uh, that's funny all the time. And you think, why has nobody come up with this before? But yeah, <laughs> there are people are doing like... Uh, pictures of bands, but they are inverting it. Is that what it's? I don't. Know, I don't know what it is. Where, where you sort of, um, it's like negative, and everything's like yeah, black yeah, and like blues. a negative version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they're saying like evil bands. And so the first one I saw was um, Evil Metallica, and underneath he's saying no instead of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's <clears throat> great. Just, That's great. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it for these because that sounds awesome already. Yeah. Nice. Oh, they're amazing. I'll check them out, man. <laughs> cool. Um, shall we get shall we Ronnie delve? in here? Go on, Ron. Oh, go on, Ron. Sing us in, mate. Oh, Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> Thanks, Ronza. Right, should I take should I take back over again? Yeah, go for it. Right. Welcome to part two of our Roadrunner Records special. Um, if you haven't already heard it, please go back and listen to part one. We ran through loads of stuff about the history of the label, who's currently on it, uh, albums that have been really, really a massive part of building sort of metal and alternative genres themselves. Uh, and some albums that I absolutely love from the label. So we're going to talk about a few other points today. Um, but is there anything you want to comment on from the last episode, just in general, about what we spoke about? Is there anything you want to add or say, or anything we um, put something in you that you want to say? Or No, no, nothing, nothing that comes to me at the moment, actually. Okay, good. Yeah, I think, actually, listening back, I think we went into quite a lot of detail. I, I thought it was we, we covered... A yeah. lot of it quite well, so... Yeah, I said I, I listened to El Nino today. I did actually mm-hmm. skip ahead and listen to their latest album, which was 2014 as well, just just to see the difference in sound. There wasn't much. Yeah. It was okay. But they have actually released a song this year as well. Oh, okay. Damn, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, it was like whatever they do, so I'm up uh, for that. What else did I check out? I can't remember what I checked out that we spoke about. 
last week. I think oh, I, I started listening to Bitterness the Star today. Yeah. I wasn't overly keen, but I think I I wanted to listen to something else after that as well. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Higher Power didn't mm. last a song. No. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> didn't last a song. Their songs are like three minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was probably wanting to listen to something else. I will give them another chance. Um, I didn't listen to any <laughs> Trivium. Oh, I did. Oh, my God. This is. Uh, I did consult an expert about um, some paternal album. I completely forgot to say, say this at the beginning of the show. Should I say it now and put it at the beginning? No, you can just say it now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so it was quite funny. It was, oh, it was going to be a, not a short story either, but um, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a new girl in work and. She she didn't know where the certain the certain frame was, so she asked me, and I said, "Oh yeah, I'll show you where it is." Showed her, went to leave, and she was wearing a Sympaternal hoodie. Nice. And I recognised it because of the album cover. It was if it was any other album cover, I wouldn't have had a clue. But it's just because it's just little circles. Yeah, that symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh, is that is that Bring Me the Horizon?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, you a fan?" I was like, "No." <laughs> 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 that was funny in itself. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I was talking to her and, and said, um, I had to listen to that album once to, uh, to sort of see if it's got, it got any similarities with raunchy. So I had to explain about the podcast and why I was listening to it. So I said, hang on, I'm going to ask you, why don't you listen to this raunchy album and mm-hmm. tell me what you think? Cause you obviously know the St. Paternal album. Um, and, and she, this was like a week and a half ago. She didn't listen to it until yesterday and every time i asked her she was like oh i haven't listened to it yet i lost the slip of paper that you wrote on and i, and I was there thinking does she care is she thinking like i don't want to <laughs> fucking listen to this album yeah leave me alone yeah it's like it's like I've, I've had it i've seen people do it and it's always awkward when when someone's talking to you about something they're passionate about and you're going oh yeah, yeah that's cool and then the dreaded words do you want to borrow it and you're like oh Fuck, I don't want to borrow it, but I can't really say no. <laughs> <laughs> and they just bring it to you the next day, and like, oh, really awesome! Oh, I'd, great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't know if it was like that with with this Raunty album. So I was like, after today, no, after yesterday, I was like, right, I'm not going to hassle her anymore about it. I'll wait for her to come to me, and she did come to me today. And uh, this is a really long winded way of getting to this. Um, she said, oh, I started listening to it. I can see the similarities. She 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 was going to listen to the rest of it today, but yeah, she can see where you're coming from because I couldn't. I I couldn't really hear it. Well, it's it's actually the later bit of the album, like from halfway down. Okay. It's really gets very very. There's just everything they use like some synthy stuff. Yeah, the way he sings, the guitars, literally, it's uh, this it's crazy. I went at the summer songs. I was like, what? This is so long before. I said it's bound to happen in music where people, you know, sound similar and shit. So, yeah. 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 Maybe she was bullshitting me then. Maybe she didn't listen to it, just saying some, whatever she could to get me <laughs> off her back. <laughs> like, well, there you go. Off. We've got our comments now. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I've been looking forward to talking about that after asking her for ages. And then I just completely forgot to say it at the beginning of the episode. So, have you actually listened to St. Paternal? I did. Yeah. A few did you not like now. it? No. And I didn't so think surprised. It, it's such a good record. I've been getting I've been getting adverts on Facebook for it as well. Because I've listened to it once and we've spoken about it around my phone. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it old fun. now. It came out in 2013. Yeah. So it's um. I mean, I I forget that every time I listen to it, I'm like, fuck me, this album's yeah. Quite well, it's not now. adverts. It's not adverts for it, but it's like suggested pages that have put a meme up about it or something like that. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Why? Are you, <laughs> why is this suggested to me? But we've been talking about it more now, so it's going to give. Yeah. You okay. More. We'll stop. We won't say that the <laughs> S word again. Let me just open my window. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, where were we? Sorry. Typical. Dear Download Podcast, going yeah. up on one again. You asked you asked me a question, and I fucked off somewhere else. No, you answered <laughs> the question perfectly, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, so um, last last time we left it, we just went through some albums and, and stuff that um, were really, really great for the label. And one of the subjects we talked about was artists selling a lot of records. Now, some of the, these two facts are actually... So the biggest selling... Can do you think you could name me the two biggest selling Roadrunner Records artists? Oh, artists, not albums, yep. just artists. No, just artists. So just general sales. Well, the top one's got to be Slipknot. Okay. Um, and the second one, after what you said, the second one's probably Nickelback. If you've, uh, yeah, you've hit the nails on the head there. Okay, I don't know if I would have guessed Nickelback. Well, I didn't even know they were on Roadrunner. But it's because okay. of some things you said. Who do you think sold more? I I would say Slipknot probably sold more, but because of that question again, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so Slipknot sold over thirty million records with Roadrunner, which is a staggering number for a metal band. Yeah, it's uh, insane. Um, but Nickelback have sold over fifty million albums worldwide. Jesus, which is crazy. I mean, they are. They sell out stadiums. I mean, I know Slipknot can sell out arenas, but Nickelback are on another level with sales and uh, and gigs. I mean, absolutely. Uh, they've always been on my list of a band to see, but I've just never got around to seeing them, unfortunately. That's probably my own fault more than anything. But yeah, that's, and that's just that's just the top two. I mean, yeah. If we we talked about how many successful bands have been on this label i couldn't find any other um statistics anywhere of sales or anything i i did have a good look uh but i'd love to see those numbers because i i couldn't honestly tell you how many records this this label has sold it must be <laughs> a hell of a lot yeah a hell it, of a lot that is that is interesting what you said about about nickelback i've obviously said i only like the first album like many other bands it's not just nickelback uh, but I've heard no hype about it. You said this last week, you're the one album guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've not really heard any hype about them, probably because of the stigma about liking Nickelback. But like, if, if I had heard people talking about singles from later albums, I might have gone, I'll go and have listened to that. Oh, obviously, you obviously got Photograph and stuff like that, actually. I do like some of their singles, from some of their earlier singles. I haven't heard anything about them or any kind of hype about them for years now. Well, so. there's that meme. There was a meme I put up the other day because Nickelback keep getting heavier and heavier. Okay. Like now their albums are like, they've got some double bass pedaling parts. Their guitars are like okay. really heavy. And there's that, that, I put up a great meme the other day. I got, oh, who, what was the, I can't remember what the picture. It was a picture of um, Joe Rogan looking really confused. And it said, uh, weird that, me old metalcore bands obviously talking about like bring me the horizon and that are becoming arena bands and nickelback are slowly becoming a metalcore band yeah <laughs> it's just like starting to shift around the other way and i thought that was 
a fucking great meme. I was I was cracking up at that. That was brilliant. I didn't see that. I'm going to have to go. Did you not see that? I put that up. I your... thought, oh, that's, that's a good one. I should have sent it to you directly. Sorry. Did you, did you put it up as a story or something? You put. I put it up as a story, yeah. Okay, I don't really look at stories. Oh, okay. I'll send it to you. It's, it's cool. great meme. But yeah, it just talks about, you know, all these old metalcore bands slowly becoming like Nickelback and Nickelback are slowly becoming a metalcore yeah. band because they just get getting heavier and he- like if you listen to their last one feed the machine I will. and you listen to silver side up it's just like wow you know no you're not like you know they're not like screaming or anything but i mean just music and production wise it's just got far a lot of oomph to it and the guitars are really really distorted even yeah. though they've still got their sort of nice songs that they make as well so i always thought that was really weird but yeah i i, I think nickelback are great but anyway let's talk yeah. we're doing nickelback podcast or something because we, we keep saying <laughs> yeah. it on this yeah channel. i'm sure loads of people have switched off the second we said it um but yeah so um they've sold a hell of a lot of records and it's that that's mind-boggling in itself i mean you know like we said slipknot 30 million albums i mean that's yeah that's that's crazy that is crazy for a band of guys in boiler suits that wear masks it's ludicrous <laughs> yeah absolutely ludicrous like have you seen um on facebook I- i'll send you the link there's this guy from a band and he's pretending to be it says like uh what it must have been like being a sound man for slipknot in the early 2000s and it is one of the best things you'll ever watch i have not seen that either i'll send it to you i'll send the link to ad and he'll put it in the link description of the podcast because you guys have to yeah have to watch it it's brilliant it's just him going right okay um he's got the microphone he's all right everyone on stage can can all the rest of you get off oh you're all in the band (laughs) <laughs> what all nine of you <laughs> and then he goes excuse me can you move that beer keg off of the off of the um the stage please we're trying to play i'm sorry what <laughs> oh you're going to use that in the act right <laughs> you're excuse me you're what you're hitting it with a baseball bat <laughs> it's just so good because obviously at the time this is exactly what the sound men would have been like they had no idea what was happening yeah it's it's great honestly um i won't ruin it too much but it is very funny awesome. uh, but anyway yeah so you know, Roadrunner Records done fantastically. They're still doing great now. Like like we said, we're going to do a podcast on making money from records and all sorts of stuff. Obviously, they still get a hell of a lot of Spotify plays. A lot of their artists still have millions and millions of listeners on Spotify. So I'm sure they are still making good money somehow. And I'm sure, obviously, they've got big touring bands still on their label. Nickelback um, still tour. Slipknot still tour. Trivium. And they do big tours and stuff. So, yeah. But... um. One thing I do want to talk about is the criticisms of the label. Now, we've talked about how good the label's been, how um, how it affected music, how important the label was. But also, we just talked about Nickelback and Slipknot. Now, some of the bands that have been on there haven't had such a good time on the label. Now, it's a double-edged sword because if bands like Nickelback and Slipknot are selling loads of records, that means your label's making money and you can sign more artists. Now, some of those artists obviously won't sell as many records. Unfortunately, the criticisms of them has been is that their main cash cows, being Slipknot, Nickelback and a handful of others, have been treated very well, got very good promotion and have basically just had a good time. Now, other bands, unfortunately, haven't had the same sort of love. They didn't get, like we talked about the ones last time that, you know, some artists that no one knows who they are even now because they weren't pushed they didn't get the magazine covers they didn't get the exposure they didn't get the right tours so they haven't done 
as well as they could do with every band. I would say looking at lists, they've done great with most of them, probably a lot better than some other labels, but there are bands on there that have probably suffered from being on Roadrunner more than being with someone else. And that's unfortunate because, like I said before, getting signed to Roadrunner must be a fantastic day for your band. Yeah. Because it's such a recognized label. They've done such great stuff, had such a great history. But they couldn't make everyone a success, unfortunately. And it's you know it's evident to see everyone knows Slipknot and all the big bands, but there's bands on there and still to this day people know don't know who the hell they were. Or even then they didn't know who the hell they were because they didn't see them in magazines or hear them on the radio or see any music videos. So it's not all smiles and great stuff. I might delve into that stuff a little bit more and maybe report back one day if I get some stories or accounts from certain people. It didn't say that there was anyone particular that said these things. It was, I think it was just a generalization because a lot of people that had been part of the label had said it before. So, But I guess you're going to get that with any major label. I mean, like I was saying before, I don't know personally don't know anyone that's had something positive to say about a major record label that they've had yeah. dealing with, dealings with. And it's like any other, you know, music is a business now. Yeah, it's I say now it's been a business for like 50, (laughs) 60 years. But I mean, like, you know, it works as a business. And sometimes to get to where you've got to be, you've got to play the game. And if you're not good at playing the game, you're not going to get very far. I know that's really terrible because art shouldn't be that way. But the music industry has been this way for a long time. So sometimes you've got to suck it up and play the game, unfortunately. So that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And. And obviously, what that game is is what we're going to be looking into because I don't have a clue what what you're talking about, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're going to go into all that. I mean, you know, from being in you know local bands, I've got a good insight into the sort of low level stuff. Obviously, we've spoken to Leader about some stuff. I'd love to get him back on and talk in more in detail about dealings that their band had with labels and stuff. And you know, maybe we can get a bit more insight into that kind of world and understand yeah. how it works but even on the small levels that i've done there's so much you need to do and you need to know the right people and you need to be playing the right gigs it, yeah. it's, a, it's a really big hustle being in a band you've really got to sell yourself especially now with social media the the whole sort of world has become so oversaturated with bands you've got to find a way to stand out and push yeah. away from the rest you could literally be the most talented band with the best songs but if someone is in there with the right person or playing the right gig and you're not you won't get noticed and they will you could be 10 times as talented that's yeah. just the way it works that is the industry yeah i think so, i heard but anyway somebody... yeah we won't go we won't well, go too much into that sorry we're we gonna say no yeah i was gonna say um I, I, i've heard before i think it was on a podcast someone said that it is not the kind of industry that the most natural people rise to the top the the most talented mm-hmm. rise to the top even like sports no. it pretty much is you know because yeah can tell. a lot of the time yeah but yeah with, yeah with music it's yeah like you said you've got to be at the right place at the right time uh there's there's going to be fantastic bands out there that m- not many people have ever even heard of yeah definitely definitely yeah I, d- I don't think that the cream rises to the top actually works as a saying for music for music no because the cream doesn't always rise to the top <laughs> the, the cream sometimes stays at the bottom or goes in the middle somewhere <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't always go. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you do see bands and you're like, yeah, these guys deserve to be where they are. 
Yeah. But then some bands, you listen, you think, why are these guys not huge? <laughs> They're incredible because it's just the way the business is. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, um, raunchy should be much, much well, better. Oh, come on, raunchy. Okay. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag raunchy, yeah? Let's uh, yeah. do it. Hashtag, sorry, raunchy band. Don't hashtag raunchy because it'll come up with <laughs> no. all sorts of stuff. Oh, we weren't following raunchy on Instagram until the other day when I tried yes. searching for them. Um I had, I, I was my second attempt. I had to go to their Facebook to find out exactly what their Instagram was because the first, the first search wasn't raunchy. No, no not no, the band no, not raunchy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah gonna, so. I think I'm, I'm going to try and talk about raunchy every single episode at some point, somehow. <laughs> wicked, wicked. We'll do, we'll do, uh, We'll do part, not whole episode. We'll do part of an episode. Me and you will, will uh, list our favorite raunchy albums in order. Yeah. <laughs> just to get it off of our chests. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> go li- FYI, everyone go listen to raunchy. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so criticism stuff. So we've gone past that. You know, we, we, we know that that's going to happen with, with, with big labels. But overall, I think they've got a very positive outlet for, for such a big label. Oh, um, yeah. So, Sorry. yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there was something I was going to say about that as well. Actually, yeah, it's what I said to you a few episodes back. Like I noticed on on their website a band called Forty Below Summer, and I was like, "Why have I never heard of these before?" <laughs> and it, yeah, like you said, it seems like they just just don't push as many bands as hard as some of their better band. Well, not better, bigger. Mm, that's bigger is not not the right word either. Um, as some other bands, it's just some bands. Just if like. Slipknot could have been a flash in the pan. We all know that. They, they, yeah. like we said, they got huge so quickly. They, they could have been a flash in the pan. Yeah. The second album, they could have never made Iowa. I they like could have made saying. something horrendous, and then, yeah, they would have gone nowhere. But um, they're really good. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> they stayed. Do you know what I mean? They are a great. They're a fantastic band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I think all the chemistry's got to be right at the right time. Yeah. Just for a band to just pop. Everything has to be right. Well, have, well, have you ever seen The Incredibles? You probably have. Yeah, God, a long time ago. Yeah, the, well, the villain's idea in that is to make everybody superheroes, which means nobody will be superheroes. And I suppose that's kind of what Roadrunner are doing. They're like, oh, we can't push everyone because they'd all be rubbish yeah. if I do. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, God, I'd love to speak to someone who worked for Roadrunner. That would be fat. If anyone is listening to this and they've just Googled it or whatever... If you had any dealings with Roadrunner, no matter what band or in what capacity, yeah. we would love to hear from you because having it inside, insight into that would yeah. be absolutely unreal. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna delve into all sorts of music music industry stuff in another episode. Um, yeah, so basically, obviously, the label's been going for like forty years now. It's insane. Yeah. But um, for their twenty fifth anniversary, they done something. I'm not sure anyone else has ever done. I might be wrong on that. It was organized to be one album, all original songs with musicians that past and present that had been on the label to do one album together. That in itself is an insane feat. And it turns out it was 57 different musicians from 45 bands past and present. Yeah. On one album, all recording together and making tracks. So they made 18 tracks in the end. And I can tell you right now, the album is 
wicked. <laughs> there is so many good songs on it for people for just all these random musicians getting together. Yeah. It's actually nuts how good this album is because it should sound rubbish, but it's not rubbish. But the reason it sounds so good is they thought, right, how can we take all of these musicians and have some sort of order to it? So they chose four team captains. So each team captain yeah. was responsible for recording a certain amount of tracks, producing them, and sort of, you know, just being the captain, helping write the songs and helping get everyone together. So there was um, uh, Slip, uh, Slipknot's Joey Jordison. He was captain number one. Then you had Matt Heafy from Trivium, uh, Dino Carreras from Fear Factory, and Rob Flynn from Machine Head. So they were the four captains, and then everyone sort of worked with them. Yeah, you said there 14 is... a minute ago. What? You said 14 a minute ago. I thought I read it was Sorry, four. I meant four. <laughs> four team captains. Sorry. Oh, four oh. team captains. Okay. No, you did say that right. You said four team captains. I I thought you said Sorry. 14 captains. Four team captains, yeah. oh, okay. not 14 right. Sorry. captains. <laughs> um, yeah, so those four. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, Dino, Joey, Matt and uh rob so they were the cat the team captains yeah this the entire documentary is on youtube is it you can literally watch road runner united the whole documentary about it shows all of the musicians in the studio all of them making all the tracks it is awesome because there are so many people in it from so many different bands it's amazing yeah. and you see all of them in the studio hanging out together having a laugh oh it's it's amazing honestly go go check it out if you're a fan of Roadrunner or just studio things in general, it's all on YouTube. Just type in Roadrunner Records or Roadrunner United and it will come up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's worth it's worth a shout. The album's worth a shout as well. It's got some fantastic tracks on it. Um, and it's just it's such... What a great idea. I mean, why did yeah. no one else think of doing that? It's, it's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. But I think, yeah, only Roadrunner could get away with doing it because of how big they were, you know? Mm. At the time... Um, yeah right, oh god there's yeah. probably other other record labels now that could probably do it oh definitely but, uh, i think it's just because they had you saw that sort of togetherness and like i said whenever yeah. an album would come out you'd be like oh roadrunner oh that's on roadrunner listen to that and listen to that and they had so many cool artists like past and present yeah such a cool thing so go and check that out like it's well well worth it another thing i wanted to talk about was i was i was just looking around on the wikipedia and i was like Oh yeah, what else? What else have they done? Because it said like other stuff or whatever. They've actually released some film soundtracks. Have they? And I thought that's awesome. Huh. And they're three very films of the time, but they're also three awesome oh, soundtracks. One would have been Resident Evil, wasn't it? Was that? I can't believe you just guessed it. Yeah, Resident Evil is one of them. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew it was one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So the the original Resident Evil movie, yeah. not the game, obviously. Um, oh, what were the other yeah. ones? I don't think I'm going to get Come the other on. two. Have a have a guess. And one of them, I remembered people talking about how awesome the soundtrack was at the time. Um, no. And being like, Queen, yeah, that's Queen sick. Queen of the Damned. It, no, no, no. That that's a hell of a good soundtrack, smack. but no. Um, they don't do that anymore. Uh, well, they might do. I, it's not something I've noticed, but they used to release an album of the whole, of the soundtrack, didn't they? And sometimes it'd just be all metal songs. They they still they still do. Oh, do they it? still do that? Okay. You still have soundtracks on Spotify, yeah. Cool. Okay. I I don't know whether bands. I mean, I know some bands do stuff, but I don't know whether they release them all on a compilation on it. Like yeah, like you said, like a film compilation. 
maybe you just don't know to look for them. I suppose I would have seen them in places like HMV and gone, huh, look at this. There's an album for this movie. Yeah, uh, that's true. Whereas you probably wouldn't search for it on Spotify. Uh, well, some people might, but yeah. That's I listen probably... to a lot of that stuff on there. I listen to a lot of Vangelis stuff. That he does a lot, of, a lot of Tangerine Dream. They do movie soundtracks and stuff. Um, John Carpenter. I listen to all of John Carpenter's stuff. That's all on Spotify. Yeah, because he's he's basically a musician rather than a movie director now. Actually, the the film Ghost from Mars, John Carpenter film, horrendous movie, but Anthrax recorded all the music for that. Oh, okay. And John Carpenter said, "I'm going to give you all these tracks. Can you do them as a band instead of opposed to like synth stuff?" Made them way worse, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Made them twice really bad, um, but yeah. Tr- can you think of any other movies I you think that will be? Think so Resident I'm Evil, gonna, no. I don't okay, so Resident Evil, Spider Man, the first one with Tobey Maguire makes sense. Yeah, it had that huge hit, that huge Nickelback hit on it. Hero, yeah. It wasn't Nickelback. It was Chad Scr- Chad Kroger versus not versus featuring Josie Scott. Was that what it was? Yeah, because Josie Scott was from Saliva. Okay, I thought it was Nickelback, but it's not, is it? No. Okay, so there you go. So yeah, that was a massive hit at the time, wasn't it? It was, and Chad Kroger screwed over Josie Scott on that. Why? Uh, he only got like five grand for doing it, even though it was, oh it was meant God. to be equal. I think they've been very bitter about it since, and they wrote a song about it. Oh, wow. On the Survival of the Sickest album. Well, not about it, but there was a few lines in the song. Just pointing towards it, going... yeah. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. That's a good... I'll, I'll, I'll look at the soundtrack, but this is the one I remember people telling me about. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. Ah, yeah. I forgot that. And I remember at the time... I remember watching the film and it was like Mushroom Head, Slipknot, Static X. Like the soundtrack was sick. So sick. Um, but obviously it was put out by... It wasn't all Roadrunner artists, but the soundtrack itself was put out by... Roadrunner and it had Roadrunner artists on it. Yeah. Um. So that was a really that was a the, the film is is all right, I guess. I, I like Nightmare on Elm Street films a lot more than I like Friday the Thirteenth films. There are some good Friday the Thirteenth films. Jason Lives is a good one. Um. And Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors was a good one. Dream Warriors. Um. Nightmare on Elm Street. Dream Warriors. Yeah. Is so sick. They're they're all good. They're, they all have their merits. But yeah. I, I have. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I I need to take this that way. <laughs> Go. I haven't seen hardly any Halloween films, hardly any Friday the Thirteenth films. Um, I've seen like a couple Freddy Krueger films. That's it. I am. I haven't seen hardly any of them. Well, if you want to watch a good, okay, just I'll say this now, right? I am a bit of a movie buff. Just put it out there now. I I I love horror and sci-fi and all that. I am a bit of a nerd. So, if you want to watch a good Friday the Thirteenth movie, watch Part Four or Part Five. Okay. Part four is probably one of the best slasher films ever. It's like the most concise, best Friday the 13th movie. And uh, Five, Jason Lives is the best well-made movie. It was made by a director that loved all the old Universal monster movies. So it's kind of a bit more arty. Yeah. So those two are great. And Halloween, I would say first one and third one, you don't have to watch any of the others. I wouldn't waste my time. (laughs) If you're not like a massive horror fan or a massive fan of Halloween itself, don't bother. Yeah. Just watch one and three, one and done. That's it. Yeah. Don't need to watch any others. Yeah. Or um, if, if you want just a general horror film, watch Hosts. Oh, yeah. Watch Hosts. Go check out <laughs> Hosts. Great film by some great people. 
well, one of them's a bit questionable, but <laughs> it's good. <laughs> but yeah, we'll 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 have to, you know, like I know we obviously just talking about music and stuff, but we'll have to talk about movies at some point because yeah. I mean that just it, it, they they're so close, you know, music and and film. So we're gonna have to do just a you know like a one off movie thing, or I don't know what we'll do. We we'll do something to do with films at some point, yeah, or soundtracks or whatever. We can we can do whatever we want to do with that. I think that'll be really cool. Mix yeah. it up a bit. Yeah, like you said, around this kind of time, all the films were were getting songs written for them. I don't know if they still yeah. do, if or if they just have like just proper scores. But it's not as big a thing. It it doesn't seem to be as a bigger thing as it was back then to have like a a triple A metal band write a write a yeah. song for you. Yeah, like, I know people still make soundtrack. I know some artists pop artists and stuff work on stuff i know i think pharrell's worked on some movie stuff um there's loads of people that that do obviously but um yeah i'm not sure it's quite in the band capacity that it was during this time it was quite a regular thing wasn't it after every film you'd have like i remember that terrible dracula 2000 it's horrendous but great at the same time i quite enjoyed that i think yeah yeah watch it again it's it's not great but it's great it's great because it's not great you know it's not it's not wasn't it wasn't even great then it was just it was a cool movie but it was very 2000 and then like as soon as the last scene ends one step closer by lincoln park comes on and you're uh. like, yes <laughs> sick like it's just so what used to happen but now you don't no i don't, I don't notice that as much no I, right. I was thinking of the the latest one where they were trying to expand the whole universe of monsters oh dracula untold and, yeah that one I quite like okay, that one. Not Dracula. Dracula 2000 <laughs> and Dracula Untold are two very different <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. That's it. Do you know what? Back to back now. I'm watching them back to back. Cool. I watched Dracula 2000, then Dracula Untold. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my weekend. Also, I had the Scorpion King. I, I'll never, ever forget oh, that video yes. and the, the song with that video. Oh, so good. good. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's uh, Godsmack, I Stand Alone. We should probably be better better at that and not just assume people Stand know alone. what we're big, talking about. That's a big tune, yeah. Go check it out, Godsmack is sick. Actually, I watched Godsmack at uh, Download 2019. Yeah. Yeah, they were wicked. Awesome. They were really no, good. I, I don't think I did. No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, they were, they were, not that I thought they were going to be bad. I mean, it's kind of weird. The, <laughs> I saw them in, I don't really want to, I don't like saying stuff like this because it makes me sound old when I'm not <laughs> old. Your mid-30s is not old, yeah? But I'm sorry, that's the age I am. I can't help it. When I saw them in 2019, the last time I had seen, <laughs> I had seen them, they supported Limp Biscuit in 2001 at Wembley Arena. <laughs> Jesus. So I'd seen them literally like, 18 years apart yeah and that was just fun yeah that's cool sorry just shows how old i am um sorry yeah so (laughs) really that's all of the sort of really the rest of the subjects i have to talk about roadrunner i've got a few other things to sort of add to all the stuff that i've said one of the coolest things is all of the stuff we've talked we've talked about uh the label the bands there is actually a full documentary about roadrunner records being made as we speak Oh, really? To be released in 2023, and it's called The History of Roadrunner Records. Aptly named. So, awesome. yeah, I mean, that's all you need, isn't it, really? So they said it's going to go literally from the beginning right through up to today. That's so I hope awesome. it's, I don't hope it's, I hope it's not like a little half an hour thing. I hope it's like a proper two hour documentary with loads of detail and stuff that we don't know, because that would be really cool. So, yeah. 
hopefully if we're still doing the podcast then we we can mention it and that would be i'd I'd love to see that personally i think that would be fantastic so yeah apparently march 2023 is the slated release but they never stick to that but i'm guessing at some point in 2023 um it will be coming out and uh and stuff so overall do you have anything to say about roadrunner as a whole is there any sort of comments you want to make or anything you want to say about it? Or do you have any ideas where they're going? Or do you think they're going to last? Do you think they'll last another 20, 30 years? Or... Well, I'm surprised that they're not as big as they were. We we, we had somebody comment on our Instagram, actually, uh, when I first put the post up about it, saying, like, oh, yeah, they were huge between 95 and 2000. And, well, it was like mid-90s to mid-2000s. And I was like, Obviously, the, the 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 documentary that they make might explain it a bit more, but yeah, like where did they drop the ball? When you're like a powerhouse like they were, it just feels like they could have done anything, and it would have gone well. You know, they they could have gone well. We're going to put some more money into this band and push them, and because it's Roadrunner Records, it probably would have done well. Obviously, obviously, it's not anywhere near as easy as I think it's it should be. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, it just I'm surprised. I want to know why they aren't as big anymore. Or- For me, I would say on that point, up to like 2005 or six, I was listening to a lot of Roadrunner stuff. Yeah, and after that, either I wasn't listening to Roadrunner bands anymore, or I just wasn't check. You know, it's the big ones I was like your Slipknot and all that sort of stuff, Kill Switch stuff like that. Yeah, but. I don't remember after 2005 or six saying, oh, this Roadrunner album's coming out. That's coming out. That's coming out. So I think there was a point because then they got bought out in 2010. So it must yeah. have been between those years. And I wouldn't say drop the, we like we said, drop the ball, but they obviously have had bands, big bands on there the whole time. But yeah, like you said, there must have been a point when they thought, holy hell, we we're going to get bought out. Why are they buying us out? Yeah. Because like we said, what did we, what was the number that we went back to? $73 million is a, is a, is a lot to pay for a record. I'm sure they could have gone out alone, but they, at the yeah. time they probably felt like if we get bought out, maybe that'll elevate us more. But obviously now they're, they're a sub label. Yeah. You know, if you look at it, it, it will say Roadrunner Records, but somewhere else it, it'll also say Warner Music. Whereas before it would just say Roadrunner Records. Yeah. So, that's quite strange. That's a good point, actually. I think maybe the documentary might go into them being bought out in a little bit more detail. Yeah, because I mean, it's going off a little bit, but it's a similar kind of thing, which I, I also don't understand. Like Blizzard got bought out by Activision or partnered with Activision, and 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 I think a lot of people questioned it and said, "Well, why did that happen? They were a huge company. They didn't need to. Mm. They, they could have gone it alone, like you said, with." Like similar to Roadrunner, and surely they would have had the money to do it. They had probably plenty of money coming in, but there's obviously yeah. so many things in these industries that we don't understand. So yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that would be fantastic to have a little bit more insight as to yeah, like you said, why? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when when you've got that many bands, you've done so well, you've still got bands making money in the label. Why would you be sold? That yeah, doesn't really make and. I, I, you know, I'll try and delve into that on the internet a little bit more, so we can get a little bit more yeah. information from that. Yeah, that would be great. But yeah, I think hopefully the documentary will will 
sort of just strengthen a lot of stuff we've said. Yeah. And I hope I hope they just don't put it all, you know, nice and shiny and say the record label was great and all that. I hope they do go into stuff where they had difficulty. You know, like they had like f- five offices in five different countries. Now they've got one in one country. Yeah. So they obviously scale back and people lost their jobs and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. uh, mm. it would be great if they went into a bit of realism and actually said what happened rather than mm. sort of sugarcoating it for everyone. Yeah. Do you know no. Do you know if uh, King 810, if that's how you say those numbers, um, mm-hmm. were on Roadrunner? I think they were. I think I saw yeah. them on the list at some point. Because they, yeah. they were a, a flash in the pan. I like that saying. I've never heard of that saying before you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, as far as I'm aware, I, they, they were massively hyped when they toured with Slipknot uh, a few years back. And I haven't really heard mm. anything about them recently. I haven't seen them on. Yeah, they must have been They must have been on Roadrunner then. Yeah. I don't think they are still. Let me look at the list. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like they're still on there. So, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I heard a lot about them. Yeah. I listened to it and didn't like it at all. Yeah, I didn't. Um I was not a fan, but um, <laughs> but they just sort of came from nowhere. Leader, Le- Leader loves them. He was always going, "Oh yeah, King Eight One Ten is sick," and I'm like, "I don't get it." Yeah, no, I just, I just didn't get it. Didn't get it. But yeah, like you said, there's there's tons of bands on that list where you're like, "Oh, they were on it." Yeah, oh, they were on it. Oh, I heard of those. <laughs> so, like you said, when people are on the label, you know, ninety percent of the time they do a good job of promoting them, and you can see that from the bands they've got on there at the moment. They're all bands doing really well. Um, but yeah, so. I've really enjoyed talking about this because this is something that's sort of close to my heart with all of the, and close to all the industry. And like we said, it's this label has had an just such a huge effect on the metal and the metal world and alternative world. It's, it's, it's insane. It's part of the history of that genre of music. And it always will be. It's written in there. Roadrunner, they are, and they were one of the biggest labels they put out, some of the best stuff so it's great to finally get around to talking about them and just um going into a little bit more detail so we'll talk a little we'll, we'll you know we'll go off and do some other stuff now but yeah I, I hope everyone enjoyed that and um like we said before we might do some other labels like the biggest one i can think of at the moment would be nuclear blast yeah that'll be interesting i'll, I'll go through and and have a look and we'll we'll discuss if we want to do another special if people enjoyed it if you did just say yeah I enjoyed it. Do another one, and we'd we'd love to go through and um and talk about some other labels. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yeah, I, that's it. I thought I cut you off then, and you were about to say something else. No, I just stopped talking. Okay. Um, there was something I was about to say then, and then it just put that just made me forget it. Um, oh, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll go back in time. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. No, no it's a little bit before that. Um, uh, uh, the the Roadrunner United um, album, though that was that was incredible. Like like you said, I I wasn't actually too keen on the songs. I think the, the, there was one they released from it called the End, I believe, which mm-hmm. I thought was amazing. But just the fact that they did that, just like you said, was was absolutely amazing, and everybody knew about it. Every everybody who was into any kind of alternative music knew about it. Um, and yeah. I think that that helped them sort of build their name as well and get their name out there. And I wonder, I do wonder if, um, like, why was their name bigger than any other record labels? Was, was it just like a way they promoted it? Did they deliberately put Roadrunner on a few uh, before, like a mm. few album adverts or something like that. I don't know. It's... 
I think the main reason the label was so good is because across the board, the quality of releases was very high. Yeah. There's not much on there that's rubbish. Yeah, but just the reason why people knew their name in the first place is what I'm curious yeah, about. Because like, yeah. I think a lot of our, a lot of um, companies probably wouldn't go, this is, uh, I don't know what Iron Maiden were on. They were on EMI for a while, weren't they? EMI presents Iron Maiden's 16th album or something like You know, maybe Roadrunner did something like that. Road, like they, put, they made sure their name was bigger than the band's name or something like that on a few... On a few marketing, yeah. I mean, their their promotion team in the early days probably deserved a medal. They done a fantastic job of presenting, like you said, people on Roadrunner. You knew Killswitch were on Roadrunner. Yeah. You knew Crazy Festival on Roadrunner. You knew Slipknot were on Roadrunner. Why did we know that? Yeah. <laughs> because the label was really good at promoting <laughs> the fact that these bands yeah. were on Roadrunner records. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like. But like you said, yeah. I mean, the, the only one I can think of in the same instance is I always notice when something's on Nuclear Blast, yeah. or they, you know, they're like, oh, they're on Nuclear Blast. Or people, they just they some I don't know some labels. Maybe it's the way they're run. Maybe it's the relationship they have with the bands, and plus, you know, good promotion and pushing that. Hey, this album is on this label. Yeah. And any and it's kind of like this label's good. If this album's on this label, it's going to be a good album. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I, I've got nothing else to add. I don't know. No, that's, like I said, I, I really enjoyed talking about that. Yeah, so me too. I, I'm, I'm, uh, that was very, very cool. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Yeah. And another thing I actually thought about while you were talking about the Roadrunner United things and like getting all of the other bands in was like, it, it's like they treated them, they're, they're all colleagues to each other, even though they're in different bands. They work for the same boss, their colleagues, whereas uh, maybe other labels don't do that. They go like, right, you're over here, you're over here. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I bet that was a nice thing to bring the people all together. Because yeah. just because you're on the same label as a band doesn't mean you're going to tour that band or have any contact with that band. No. Especially yeah. on a major label, on a smaller label, it would be different. But um, yeah, I think they've done a, a fantastic job of sort of, like you said, a feeling of community. Yeah. Yeah, you knew yeah. all these cool bands, and you knew they were all mates. You, you could, you saw them in the magazines together, gigs on the documentaries. You could tell they were all like, "Yeah, we're with Roadrunner. We're like a family." So yeah, awesome, very cool. Yeah. Um. Well, we've probably got a little bit. We we've kind of finished a little bit early, although although we haven't finished. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of tangents we can go off on <laughs> if we want to. Um. I actually, I, I want to take it back to films a little bit. There's um. Something I've wanted to talk about uh, for a little while about that download festival this year, because they obviously always have the cinema on mm -hmm. and they have Kiss playing this year, next year. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a, a film you can think of that would be perfect? For Kiss? Please tell me you've seen it. Yeah, Detroit Rock City. Yes. Yeah, it's a great film. It <laughs> is and it's amazing. a film that no one's seen for some reason, even yeah. though it's brilliant. You say no, no one's seen. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I don't know anyone that knows that film. I fucking love it. I've watched it 20, 30 times. Yeah, it's more. great. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 but just put things in perspective. Sorry, people listening. There is a, a film that was made, not made by Kiss, but funded by Kiss about Kiss called Detroit Rock City. And yeah. it's a very good film. <laughs> really good. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should go and see it. If you Definitely. haven't seen it, 
the download team should put it on the cinema this year because it's just the most perfect film for this year. But I bet they bloody don't. Uh, Kiss like seem like the sort of people that would be like, yeah, you can play our movie if you pay <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, maybe, Fair play, yeah. man. Everyone's got to make money. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that would be very cool. I, I totally agree with you. That'd be wicked. Cool. Yeah, that's something I thought about for a while and I thought, oh, how, should, should I try and contact people to to get them to put that on because it's always it's always music kind of related films they put on like wayne's world mm. uh like uh, probably spinal tap oh um, great film i've only seen half of that i watched that i watched half of that in college one of the funniest films ever made is it oh, unreal they um yeah it's one of those uh lessons where they didn't have anything planned so they were just like oh we'll, we'll watch this is spinal tap but we didn't finish it. We, we watched it for one lesson. We needed two lessons to finish it. And we, they never... They what never sort arranged. of school did you go to? Who just, just says, it was college. let's just take up the rest of the lesson? Even college. Oh, let's just watch it this. Is Spinal Tap. That sounds oh. like the greatest lesson of all time. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. But, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I never finished it. i never seen the end of it. And that was like oh. probably come up to 20 years now, close to it, 17, 18 years. So I, don't, I made I, don't I made Vicky watch it this year earlier in May when we went to um, went to Lyme Regis for the weekend and I made her watch it and she thought it was hilarious. I yeah. was like, great, because <laughs> it is it's, it's a wonderful film, really is. Awesome. And the weird thing is, is if if you don't know what Spinal Tap is, it's like a mockumentary about a band in the eighties. And the weird thing is, is people from Maiden, Priest, all these other rock bands have said they pretty much got it spot on. Like, really. All this, you know, all the blase record label stuff, and then all of the stuff about the covers, and you can't do this on a cut, and all that. And, and all the guys from the time were just like, it's it's taking the piss out of the time, but a lot of it is perfectly true to life, and it's exactly how it was. So it kind of gives the film even more kudos because you're like, wow, some of this stuff was actually pretty true. And like the guys from Spinal Tap themselves have said, yeah, you know, it was based on all these sort of British metal bands. Yeah. They just didn't have a clue what they were doing. And <laughs> that's the whole film, basically. It's fantastic. Such a good premise for a movie. And they still play gigs of Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. I was going to say insane. that. They actually became a band because of the film. Yeah. Yeah. The first and second albums are incredible. I, I love I love Spinal Tap. They're brilliant. Awesome. As, as we're still a little bit early, there's one other thing that has been, I suppose, on my mind or, you know, it's been written in my notes just sort of waiting for the right time to come up um and have you ever noticed bands put a weird song on the penultimate track on their album i've not noticed it for a long time now but think of hybrid theory where it's got that Mm -hmm. weird mr han song yeah and i noticed it a lot at the time there was a lot of other albums had it and i did wonder if if that was done deliberately as the second from last song Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I think bands have a tendency to put the stranger tracks later on the album. Yeah. I think that's just a thing that musicians generally tend to do because they think that if you're this deep into the album, you're a fan and you'll enjoy the stuff that's not quite as yeah commercial. But yeah, no, I, I get that totally. But I think, like I've said to you, I kind of drift off towards the end of the album. But if a song like that comes on, it always kicks me up the ass and says, the album's finishing soon. 
So I need to pay attention again. Oh, nice. And I wondered if they had done any psychology and, like I said, did that deliberately because of that reason. Or, I don't know. I'm sure, I, I think Limp Biscuit did it with one of their albums. I need to... Is it, yeah, I like that. Is it because we've listened to music for so long and that's the norm, that's what we expect? So that's how albums are written? Or is there something to do with people and the way they perceive the tracks that the weird stuff comes later? That's yeah. actually a really interesting yeah. sort of observation to why as to why that exactly that happens. Yeah, yeah, cause and effect sort of thing. Yeah, I like that, man. I'm going to have to go back through <laughs> some albums that I know that have got weird songs second to last or last yeah. and see if there's like a trend or anything. That's cool. I'm gonna, I might delve into that a little bit deeper, <laughs> do some research. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, well, yeah, are we are we done? I think we're done. This is quite a we're short done. episode, but uh, it's fine. What's quite short for us? Yeah. Four hours? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, it's not quite a short episode. It's, yeah, short for us. Short for us, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm not I'm not going to do campsite fuckery this time again. Should I do a campsite fuckery? I'm going to we'll do a campsite it. fuckery. Just a, okay. really, just a really quick one, because okay. I might forget about it. And because... I was going to do it last episode. It's all about 2000. I think it was 2004. Because you, you asked me in that. Um, oh, no. Fuck it. Let's say the right thing. Campsite Fuckery is a section of the show that we talk about any funny stories or interesting things that have happened around the campsite at Download. If you want to share your memories with us, that's absolutely fine. You can do. I'll go over all the ways you can at the end of the show. Um, it's just, yeah, like I said, just one really quick thing I want to talk about uh, because we were talking about Download 2004 recently and it's something that Jacobs, a friend of mine, reminded me of that, that year. Okay, cool. Because you asked if I went to see Machine Head and I was just yes. like, I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, yes, we definitely did go to see Machine Head. Because we got we got quite close, I, and I remembered after he said it, we got quite close to the front, and remember we would have only been like seventeen at this point, seventeen to eighteen, and two circle pits opened up either side of us, so there was like a row of two people in between in between these circle pits, and we were in nice. that row, and oh, it was pretty fucking scary, I tell you. <laughs> and yeah, that's something that I've always said. I've said that a few times, but I didn't remember what year it was from, so. Um, nice yeah it was that's uh, awesome so you did see machine head like prime well for your ashes as well yeah i well i saw them probably in my peripheral vision while i was trying to watch because <laughs> we're cause, avoid <laughs> yeah, we, um scared shitless of all the big ass <laughs> men running around circle in a circle next to me um but yeah it's strange like where the, the gigs that i used to go to when i was younger like it, it, out here in bridgewater the, the 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 pits weren't violent at all. Um, it was just like pushing each other around, sort of shoulder barging each other. And I know the pits that Download Festival weren't violent back then. They couldn't have been. You didn't have like people doing spin kicks, but they were more. They they were not more violent, but more like more damaging. If you if you got in a middle. bit more aggression. Yeah. Involved. Ah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, like that. But I couldn't put my finger on why because. Like you said, it, it, I suppose it was just shoulder barging, but a lot fucking harder, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get that totally. I, I think that as well. I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just, it's outside. It's a bit bigger. 
Maybe. People are just, but you know, no, no, no one's gonna get seriously hurt. And if if anyone ever does get hurt, it's it's ninety nine percent of the time it's totally by accident. It's just yeah. people having yeah, well, having yeah. a great, you know, people are beating not beating each other up, you know, pushing each other around, you know, one minute and then the next minute they'll be hugging, singing along to a track. That's what's so fantastic about metal yeah. festivals. Um, but yeah, and no, I, I I I get that, and especially. Not sure if it's that true now. I don't get close enough to see. <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> anymore, but um, but yeah, they, they, yeah, they they definitely were more aggressive. I think just because it was bigger festival, more people. Yeah. And you'd probably have all of the like pit people from each like section of the UK. Ah, uh, yeah. At once, so yeah. people would just be like, right, just open this pit up, man. And then the other guys like, oh, you don't own this pit. Oh. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it would be. Like tussling between who's the pit master, you know? Like you always have the guy who stands in the middle and he's like, yeah, like because he thinks he's king of the pit, and then someone else pushes him over, like that like, kind of shit. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's what it was. What it was like. Yeah, I was. I was thinking maybe like just our pits here weren't proper pits. People, I mean, because yeah, maybe people didn't know what. Well, no, I wouldn't say not proper pits. There was one time. Yeah, there was one time I told my friend to punch me in the face, and then I got scared. So I was just like, right, hold your elbow up, and I was headbanging into his elbow and to give myself a nosebleed because I was drunk <laughs> oh. and I was a dickhead. Um, so they weren't they Matter. weren't calm. They weren't soft. Um, yeah, but they were they were decent, decent. Yeah. You know, you don't need too much aggression in a pit. No, like um, you know, you don't want it to go too mental. I've been in some pits where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get out of it. This is crazy. <laughs> And then I've been in ones where like I'm pushing everyone around, and then yeah. when you're in a circle pit, everyone if you if you know like when you see circle pits and you've never been in a circle pit before, you go, oh my god, this is gonna be like a whirlwind. This is gonna be insane. And then when you're actually in a circle pit, you're just basically doing the conga, <laughs> yeah. but at a metal show. Yeah, that's all a circle pit is, unless you get up to running speed, which which happens not often in pits most of the time you're just doing a penguin walk behind the next person i've never thought <laughs> like about that the only but that is so true that's all, yeah that's all it is dude <laughs> matt is like yeah open up the circle pit and it's just like so we'll just walk behind each other is that what you want and they're like yeah metal and you're like sweet i'll walk behind this guy then <laughs> that's all pits are that's it that's why they're so fantastic because they're so ridiculous yeah. But great. I don't think yeah. I've ever been in a wall of death, not a proper one. Not like at a festival. Oh, God. I, back in the day, like 2005, six, when I was going through my hardcore phase and I was like metalcore, I was Caliban, bleeding through. So so many bands, so many little walls of death, man. They were great. Good fun. You don't yeah. really, nothing really happens. You just kind of bash into them, hurt your shoulder a little bit, and then you just go back to the gig i guess yeah. <laughs> they're not really that brutal they look brutal more brutal than they are i guess some probably are but yeah i never got injured during one so yeah cool all right um well yeah uh should we should we finish there yeah man cool yeah man thank you all for listening we have been dear download uh, that's new i, I i'm gonna see how that goes <laughs> i like it <laughs> fucking lost it I, i'm gonna do that again and i'm probably gonna leave both in um, thank you all for listening. We have been Dear Download, and we will see you in two weeks, where we will talking. We will be talking about some of the things we spoke about in, earlier on in the show. I'm not gonna. I don't, I'm not gonna get into all that again. But um, 
you've you've heard where we want to go with this. We don't know exactly what's going to be coming up. Any any preferences? I don't know. We said we're definitely doing a Christmas special. And ha- yeah. did you say we got three or four before Christmas? Three, two before that episode. So three, including the Christmas one. Uh yes, yeah, three. Okay, so for the other two, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something. We've we've had uh, tons of ideas recently. Yeah. So um, we'll reveal what's next. I think we're going to do like a music industry sort of special one yeah and then we'll probably do something a little bit more broad uh i don't know when we'll be going into the next when when are we going into damo 2005 that's what i was just gonna say because you that was obviously the first time you went so you probably there's probably loads of stuff you can talk about unless you forget forgotten all of it like i have Um, yeah we'll see if we want to tell or if we want to start the new year off with 2005 we'll see yeah yeah we'll 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 talk about it at some point if you want to reach out to us, you can do it. There's a few ways you can do it. Uh, we're, um, we're, we're Dear Download Podcast on most things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, do you know what? I haven't even logged on to Twitter for a long time. It's, <laughs> I, it's, it's rubbish. Um, what, what was that? You can email us. Uh, we're, we're Dear Download 2003. That's 2003 at gmail.com. You can get hold of us on any of these things if you want to You know, send us any stories for for campsite fuckery or want to correct us on anything anything like that and there's a couple of things you can do for us to just to help us out we're telling your friends is by far the best thing you can do um just just helps us reach more people simon where can you people find you uh people can find me on instagram as fonzie underscore simon on instagram you will also find in my bio the link to my twitch channel i'm currently doing gaming every tuesday night Still currently just finishing off Half-Life and then moving on to uh, Fallout New Vegas. Also, I have a YouTube channel, um, which is Simon Bond. So you can find me at any of those places and you can talk to me about anything you want or you can send me some stuff for the podcast and uh, I shall relay it to Adam. Cool. And um, oh, yeah, something I haven't said for a while, actually, but I I always put all of these links up in the up in the episode notes anyway. So you should be able to find them quite easily. Um, and I'll, yeah, I think I've included your Twitch in there now. Yeah, I have. Sweet. Cool. Well, that's everything for this episode then. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to looking forward to so many things that we're going to do. I just when I have ideas, I just want to do them straight away. I need to do them. <laughs> oh, I didn't talk about the download festival board game that I want to make. Damn it. Well, there's another wait bait for you. If you want to hear about another the download festival board game, that's going to be better than the download festival monopoly board game. <laughs> Be the change you want to see and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait for another episode that I remember it because there's no guarantee I'll remember next episode. <laughs> it's so true, but that's why this podcast is so great. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just so so laid back. We're we're generally having a lot of fun doing this, like we say every episode. We got tons of cool ideas. They'll all be coming out, and oh, we we just you know we're always looking forward to the next one. So, yeah, yeah like Ad said, tell your friends, share whatever you can do to help us out if you've enjoyed this. But most importantly, just come back and listen to the next one if you've liked this one. It'd be fantastic to have you back. Awesome, yeah, thank you. You're always um, saving my ass. Always got me back. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, well, uh, that's goodbye from Simon then. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye.